0: So we have some of the most interesting, unique, and amazing meditations, I think, in the world. I mean, we have past life regression meditations, guided hypnosis meditations, Akashic Record meditations, as well as healing meditations. Our meditations are pretty cool. And they're not just about stillness of mind and peace and sit there. "Mm." I mean, we have those too. Don't get me wrong, but these are about meditations that are going to shift and change, and you're gonna walk out of there feeling lighter, freer, healed, and even getting guidance and insight. So come down, experience one of our meditations. They're pretty badass. Hi, this is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. This is Elijah. Hi. <laughs> he is going to talk to us today about his journey in self-discovery and healing through crystals in tarot. But also, he is the founder of an amazing metaphysical line called the Expressive Earth. And so, we have some of his products here um, that are spirit water. He also makes different t- candles and other things, and his line's continuously growing. He's been... Um, affiliated with the Liberate family for a few years yeah. now through, you know, doing his own thing now, but still one of our family loves. Oh, and you. so I'm thank excited you. to have you. <laughs> and, you. you know, a lot of people always are, you know, one of the big things when people are uh, getting on to a spiritual journey or when they're, you know, discovering metaphysical things or, you interesting crystals it's like it's really like this gateway of this direction into yourself right yeah. and yeah. I, I want to hear a little bit about that for you and if you want to share a little bit more on who you are too but you know
1: okay cool yeah I mean hi again my name is Elijah um you know it's interesting because tarot and crystals didn't really you know it wasn't something that kind of like one day I discovered it's been something like a lifelong thing like I remember one of the first pieces of crystal that I ever got was from my mom you know and that was probably about five or something like that and I always had a fascination with crystals from a more a uh, geological standpoint like younger me was like a super nerd so I was very much so into like um, geology and like earth sciences and stuff like that and um, it, that, that grew and that developed and eventually uh, I started collecting a lot more of them and, and specifically with tarot, I, I think I picked up my first deck of tarot cards probably at like 13.
0: Wow. Oh, and and yeah. how did you even get like introduced to it and things? Because I mean, we both grew up in the Midwest yeah. and esoteric things aren't as common as practice. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty common that people play the Ouija board or like yeah. the different oh, things yeah. along <laughs> those lines. Not advised. but... <laughs> you know, go on little witch hunts or something. But you know, yeah. like the other things in that exposure to tarot or oracle decks and that kind of stuff, that's... You, you didn't see metaphysical stores in that area. Yeah. So, I mean, how at 13, or was this something in your family, did you get exposed to it?
1: Um, it was kind of both. I mean, as you know from the Midwest, uh, you know, you're from Kenosha, correct? Yeah. We're literally like 30 minutes away from each other, <laughs> which is totally crazy. I'm from Mundelein. Woohoo, oh, Mundelein. Uh, <laughs> i I used to, I used to
0: go to this Mundelein saloon and go line oh, dancing. I, I'm pretty sure
1: I know exactly <laughs> the, the, which dee, dee, saloon you're talking about. <laughs> uh, um, but you know, uh, being from the Midwest, you know, like I think there is a natural connection to the earth and the seasons more so than maybe here in LA where, you know, you get, you get four seasons, maybe sometimes four seasons in a week in the <laughs> Midwest, you know? So I think being connected to the earth in that way and just, um, the stillness that, that environment provides, it was kind of, you can kind of, feel spiritual energy there, at least I could growing up. And it was something that was, it was in my family, but it wasn't really, it wasn't something that was, like, talked about per se. It was just more something that was, like, if it came up, it came up. But I was the one that was, like, I need to know the ins and outs. Again, I was very scientific as a kid, so I always wanted to know how and why things were the way that they were. So that led me into really, you know, diving into learning on my own. It wasn't necessarily something that was taught to me. It was more like the door was opened of my curiosity and then I kinda just like dove at first.
0: Dove and do you remember did you buy your first tarot deck? Did it get gifted to you? Like Oh man.
1: Um I think I got my first tarot deck from it was either Barnes and Nobles.
0: Oh when bookstores existed.
1: You had like well Barnes and Nobles or Borders, which that's like a super throwback. But <laughs> it was either there or this Place it was like um it was called like GameWorks I think or something like that. And oh yeah, they, yeah,
0: they had those a lot of those. Yeah, so.
1: I kind of was into Warhammer a little bit okay. at the time. I don't know if you, it's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, but not. Uh, but they had a section of tarot cards and I got a deck there, and then I just started like playing with them, not really knowing, you know. And then I started reading for my friends, and then I read yeah. for my mom, and then it, was like, it just kind of became a thing. Like people, I would hang out, and people's moms would be like, "Hey, so."
0: Yeah, because I mean it's different growing up when we grew up and things like that, and and you know there isn't the internet Uh, there, you know, so so it's like you literally like read the book and you like bought another book and you study, and if you could find like
1: one of those like really. tinsy websites that are like learn tarot like back in the day with the glitter glistening oh, see, in the yeah, background I, I, didn't grow up,
0: I, I don't even think like my family got my first their, my first computer I think was when I was in college you oh know? wow yeah. I think
1: ours was the first computer we got in probably like two. Thousand, I think, or ninety nine, or so. I don't fucking
0: AOL 000. dial up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, know, yeah, definitely that. But you know, um, yeah. Yeah. So,
0: so then you just were pulled into it, and what did you find that it kind of helped you discover? What What was the the pull that?
1: I think mm, I have a really strong background in performance. Okay, and predominantly, you know, I was in a lot of theater growing up. Um, doing musicals and plays, and I was in show choir, which, you know, shout out to glee clubs all around the world back before they were cool and then I'm cool again <laughs> but I think for me one of the things especially again there was so much of growing up in the Midwest that was such an influence on my spiritual journey um, uh, being from there you you know it's different energy than it is out here you know and there's a lot of there's a lot of um, there's a lot of opportunities to kind of fall into the lulls that everyone falls into mm. and for me i went in the complete opposite direction and went into tarot because it kind of reminded me a lot of the storytelling i was doing in theater wow. and and in performing and and you know learning about metaphysics and crystals and things like that it was very to me you know the, the longer i'm in it the more my life is allegorically, you know, reflecting those things. So I don't know. I think that's what it was for me. It was kind of my form of escapism, even though it was escaping into something more real, at least for me.
0: Yeah. You no, know? absolutely. Yeah. So you, you you dove into that and you found that, that comfort Yeah. in, in, in there. In yeah, the, in and the,
1: understanding, the, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so then what brought you into... Like uh, more of seeing the power that that can help in heal somebody or transform, and then also with the the crystals as well.
1: Okay, well, um, a very popular book that we all are aware of is the Alchemist uh-huh. by Pablo Coelho. and you know I first came across that book probably around 2011. Mm-hmm. I want to say 2010, 2011. And, um, at that time, you know, I was in performing arts school. Uh, I went to a, a performing arts academy and I was again, very immersed in theater and dance and singing and music and all those things. And those, it, it started, it went to a different level to where I was working, um, professionally as a songwriter and as a singer working with a label and all these things. And, um, and, I graduated high school and that started to shift. There was a mm. lot. Uh, you I mean, you know how it is in LA, you know, it's one minute you're in, the next you're out. Like with whatever it is that you're doing, things mm. tend to change really quickly here. And uh I ended up after graduating, you know, kind of had this this period of I guess what could be considered as depression. I'm not like one of those melancholy people, you know, That just by nature, I'm a double Sagittarius, so it's like we don't really, we're not really (laughs) depressive people. Not that there's anything inherently wrong if that's just your, you know, your way of being. But you know, and I needed a job. I had no money. I was couch surfing, and um, I went to the trading post on Melrose. And there was this woman and she had all these crystals and like this huge copper pyramid. And I remember just being like, whoa, like again, always have been into crystals, always have had crystals. But this was like, it was like this energy of kind of like, it it felt like this is the next step. That felt like the next step, and she was just a normal person doing her thing, and I was just, I guess, a a person at the, you know, the trading post, and we struck up a conversation, and, and she ended up hiring me as an assistant, you know, so at that time of navigating this space of, you know, you know, navigating poverty consciousness, again couch surfing. I know over thirty ways to make ramen noodles. Um yeah, oh yeah, I can I can trick them out. Back when (laughs)
0: ramen noodles are ten for a dollar. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. You can you can you can really make that stretch up. But you know, you know, and I would I had to walk to the training post on Melrose from Wilcox in Hollywood every Saturday. And I walk in the summer and she paid me in $2 bills and I got my money up so I could buy more crystals. And then I was starting to work with crystals for self-confidence and, and motivation and prosperity. And I noticed that the more that I really sank into the, mm, the, metaphors of Uh metaphysics, then they would actually, the things would actually work that I was trying to do. So, uh, yeah, that was the first phase. And then the second phase is, you know, uh, again, I was signed with a label, did all these things, and that fell apart. And it was when I really incorporated tarot and crystals together to help me heal a lot of that trauma that I was navigating in the way that the fool in the tarot navigates his journey. Throughout the tarot, it kind of felt a lot like that. You Beautiful. Know? Yeah. Do you want
0: to elaborate a little bit on that? Well... For uh, those that don't know about the yeah, cool, well, Yeah, and, yeah it,
1: for, for those that don't know, you know, uh, the major arcana is separated by 21 archetypal cards. And there's not enough time right now to go no, into all No, we're not doing like a
0: tarot class, but, but I'm but, just saying like if somebody's lost and they're like, well, what's the fool? You yeah, know, like yeah. I just want a little bit more.
1: You know, so out of, se- out of 78 cards, there are 21 major arcana cards. And the first card that jump starts the entire arcana or the story is the fool. And the fool is very much so about like diving empty-handed into this void you know, and embracing life or whatever it comes with, good and the bad, and, and allowing yourself to kind of suspend any disbelief or whatever it is that you may be facing at that time. And, and like I said earlier, my journey has also reflected the alchemist in the sense that it's like, I blindly went on this journey and I ended up working for a crystal merchant, much like he ends up working for a crystal merchant so far away from my home, from the Midwest, by myself, just navigating this world. And um, when I really started to incorporate those archetypes, because a mm-hmm. lot of tarot is predominantly based on the archetypal imagery and the symbolism that we all contain yeah. within ourselves. So once I married those two, I kind of started to create a mm, structure for yeah. myself to
0: work in, And the in the story and finding that. Yeah, right? you absolutely. Know? Yeah, and it's 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 always fascinating to me um, that. How much the synchronicities in life are really like when people look at their journeys yeah. and they and they look back and they say, "Well, that led me here, that led mm-hmm. me here, and mm-hmm. let me let me here." And you know, whether you believe that we're our free will navigating or whether things are a divinely orchestrated plan, either mindset, whatever the case, or somewhere in between, there's everything adds up. Yes. Right. And, yeah. and, it, and and it has these impacts that really are the driving force of whatever we do for the next two, three, five, yeah. ten, or the rest of our lives, yeah. right? And these imprints can be so strong. Yes. And so here you were finding the job, working with this crystal woman, working through some of the, these things, and now you're here being the alchemist, creating <laughs> your own products. Yes. Yeah, and I think, you know— uh,
1: you know, one of the things that I've learned in this in my journey working with metaphysics, and it's it's been an interesting dance for me, especially coming from, even though the arts are not considered secular, it was very much so training, lots of training, lots of technique, lots of application. Whereas in metaphysics, it's a lot of training, technique, and application. And I think, you know, my life has definitely... Th- th- Uh, me learning about alchemy you know what that means for me it means something different for everybody is using what you have you know with the things that you with in the in the circumstances that you're in to create what it is that you want and you mentioned something about free will or we are we navigating as our free will or is everything divinely orchestrated and for me divination through tarot um specifically I, I do other forms but predominantly tarot you know it's it's very much so like how can i put it it's like we are creating we are creating yeah. off of our free will we are the creators as a microcosm of the macrocosm so it's like when you divine you're kind of having a conversation with your higher self or god or whoever that says X, Y, Z would work best for you. So try this. Nothing set in stone. That's something that I like to tell my clients. Nothing set in stone because we are in control of our lives.
0: Well, you make one little pivot or choice differently. Yeah. And, you know, if you veer a little bit to the left or the right on a path that you're driving down, or, like, sailing's probably a better metaphor for that. Yeah. You turn the... F- the sail just a little bit. Yeah. You're a little. You're literally going to end up in a freaking completely yeah. different, oh, yeah. in you know, pot in it. <laughs> And and you know, honestly, sometimes, sometimes
1: that's the best thing that can happen. Yeah. You know.
0: And then, but then it's like, is that all part of something? Yeah. You know, yeah. Right? And then
1: it's like, what's what? And, you know. And that and that plays a lot into my practice too, because it's like when when things weren't working for me in my professional career as a musician you know um at the time it was like this is the end of the world you know what i mean at the time but now years afterwards i'm like that's the best thing that could have possibly happened for me at that time because something that i've learned through tarot is the characters in the tarot sometimes put themselves in situations just to be educated even if that doesn't make sense
0: Of course. I I love that you're saying this because a lot of people get stuck on these circumstances in their life. But, you know, in I always say that, you know, one of the you don't have any motion without friction. Yeah. And a lot of times, in order to grow or to develop or to see the world in a completely different way, or even to take actions in ways that are unreasonable or out of our comfort zone, Mm -hmm. we have to be forced, right? And in, so it's like, okay, I need to be in this situation or I need to orchestrate this tragedy so that I can actually pull myself into this other direction or deep dive into this spiritual journey yeah. or to quit my job and do this or whatever the case may be, right? Yeah. You know, fill in the blank, people. But, you know, it's like, so it's, it's a breakthrough. Yes. But it feels like the world's tumbling down. Yeah. And so you had this, and then, so now you look back and you say it was the best thing that could have Oh, been. yeah. Oh, yeah. Now that it makes more sense,
1: there's a card in the major arcana called the tower. And sometimes the tower has, like, a connotation of, like, uh-oh, you know, it's kind of like the ish hits the fan and the Everything's tower Everything's on fire. <laughs> Everything's on fire. The tower's falling. There's people <laughs> jumping out. Like, it's a pretty, it can be pretty, you know, <laughs> ominous if you're not aware of the lesson and a lot of the times with the specifically the tower card it's a culmination of things that makes that eruption it's a culmination of things that makes the lightning strike that one place to dismantle any ego that may have built up this structure that thinks that it's in um... Infamous. infallible yeah you know infallible to the to whatever failures or you know mishaps that could happen so it's really interesting and you know for me that tower in my life, it it took me a little bit to decide to read professionally. I had still been using it as a tool for self, but it took me a little bit of time before I decided like, okay, now I'm gonna put this in the world, you know?
0: yeah. So, yeah. And what got you to do that?
1: Well, uh, speaking candidly, it was my partner and my best friend. <laughs> I mean, I was. Uh, it was still at that end of, well, not the end, it was kind of more so, it was kind of like in the thick of it with, you know, separating from my management and my production team and like all the people that I was working with. And I was just like going through my cards and my books and my crystals and like trying to figure out like... How can I change the circumstances of this? How can I change it? Like, I need more money. I need to, I don't want to work retail. Like, all these things. And I read for my friend, whom is a Taurus. She's more like a sister, but, like, she's my friend. But, and I read for her. Tauruses, for those who don't know, are quite particular with how they spend money. And she was like, you know, this is something that I would pay for. You know? It's like, what do you mean? She's like, I think you should do this, like, as a job. You're in between jobs, like, You know, and of course, my partner. You know, you know David. He was like, "Do it, do it, do it, do it." Being an Aries, so I got a Taurus and an Aries coming at me from both angles, and it actually led me to uh, a place um, in LA, uh, the Crystal Matrix in Mm that water. Shout out. We're all there's enough for everybody, and um, and. It was my first time ever going on an interview to read tarot. Like I've been on many interviews for music or working with people, (laughs) producers or like retail. And I was terrified, terrified, you know, and you know me, it takes a lot for me to actually be like nervous about anything. But I
0: mean it's like it's a completely different thing, right? It was especially a if you world. were doing it like, you know, professionally yeah. at that time and it's like, okay, this person's gonna judge whether I'm super psychic and on point yeah, or, or and like, and and I'm, you know, giving them their message yeah. and, and then you're like, I'm sure this has to happen where you have anxiety of what if a whole bunch of negative shit comes yeah. up and then you gotta tell this person that you're reading for, yeah. well, you know, your life is changing for a little bit of turmoil for a little yeah. bit, and, or you know, this is happening. And it happens. <laughs>
1: I think, you know, I, that's one of the reasons why it's like, even though they're two different practices, I'm so incredibly grateful for the training I have in theater and performance because when that comes up and it is something that comes up in reading, sometimes it's not, you're not going to be pulling like the rainbow sprinkles cards, you know?
0: Well, yeah, and people go in for readings that a lot of times of need and yes. the transition yes. looking for answers and clarity yeah. And that means there's gonna be a lot of turbulence yes. going through that transition or, or
1: you know I like to tell my clients you like i'm I'm the type of reader that I'm gonna give you homework I'm not necessarily gonna give you homework and you have to come back and report to me but it's like you know in in my journey I'm not the type of person that I don't really get readings from other people I have uh, a couple people that I get readings from that I really trust, and most of them are not reading tarot one they're been reading like 40 plus years you know i like to go to people that are i i perceive to be at a much higher level than me and those people have given me homework and when i've done the homework i get the results that i want to get you know so when those negative cards do come up it's more of an opportunity especially yeah. because when i first started you know when i first started really reading for myself it was not it was not good cards that was coming up. Like I was like, great, all swords again. Cool, you, well, you know. Get all the swords in my back. Yeah. It's ah! like, oh, cool. <laughs> Sounds great, you know. But um, through that journey, you know, I I I've, I've been able to say, okay, well, you know, this is what it really means. Because a lot of the times, I think we get so attached to our fear, which keeps us in those places. Yeah, absolutely. And instead of just seeing things like, okay, sometimes you know, sometimes. It's just not popping.
0: You yeah. know what I mean? And, and that's and, okay. But, and that's something where you can say, all right, then this is my put my head in my shell, yeah. really reevaluate and yeah. move forward phase, yeah. you know? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I completely agree. I'm, I'm one of those people all the way when things aren't. It used to be when I was younger, when things didn't come to me easily. It was very frustrating because I was like, why, you know, why, what, what is it that's not making this happen? You know, but now it's like some of the best medicine that you can get to like, take it easy, take it slow. You know, I had a, I had a piano teacher in school that said to learn the fastest, go the slowest. Yeah. And I was, and that's, I use that in everything.
0: Well, it's, you know. There's that metaphor, but then there's also like you were bringing up the, the cycles and the seasons. Yes. You know, from the Midwest, it's like there's a natural flow for anybody that's listening that grew up in a place where you have the changes of season because you know things literally slow down. Oh yeah, I get, to, I get chills Chills, you, know, you know, like you say it. yeah. And, and, and it's like so there there is this you know in the summer you know it's like everything's blossoming you have lots of energy the days are longer you're out you're doing festivals and you know concerts and everything like that and then the fall comes and it's like the school season or the different things the nights start to go yeah it gets cold at night it gets cold and dark early early. you (laughs) want to be home in the covers you want to do things that are more inner perspective type of things but you're starting to kind of have that and then by you know by the winter, it is like you're cocooning a little it, bit. Everything's and done. It's everything's like, done. <laughs> like, and there's like, it's emotional inner yes, reflection. Yes. It's a and lot. it's hard
1: for people too. Yeah. It's hard. Seasonal depression is a real thing for some people.
0: Yeah. But it, it forces you that, you yeah. know, I mean, the days are short, you're inside, it's snowing out. It's literally, it's hard to go even hang out with anybody or do anything because it's so it, cold. And sometimes you literally get snowed yeah. in. Yeah. So you are stuck in hibernation yeah. Yeah. and you know, like when Nature I grew- forces you. To slow yeah, down. when I grew up, we didn't have TVs or, or internet or anything. So like, you you looked and you dealt with being you, you know, and yeah. you were stuck in your little home. Exactly. And, and you know, maybe you went outside and you. This played is in the pretty snow, social but...
1: media, by the way, where it's like when it was nothing to do, you read books. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's you read. What, that's you, what you, you, did. you read,
0: or or you played board games. Yeah. Board games were a big yeah. thing, and then. You know, and then when the spring started, you started getting that energy and you, you know, that. But there was a, ni- a nice cycle of rebirth, expansion, and being in your full element, kind of dying or coming close yeah. to that shedding period, releasing, and then a hibernation period. And people forget, like, that's a cycle that exists for a reason. Yes. We're not supposed to be constantly like this. No. We need to reset. Yes. We go through those same cycles, and maybe we don't experience it yes. when it's all sunny out every day yeah. or different things like that. Or we kind of, you know, L.A. has two different things that work against people, I feel like. It's, a, it's quite a competitive nature that yes. everybody is like, go, go, go. What are you doing? What are you up to? What, what 50 things do you have on your plate? You know, kind of thing. And it's always this trying to achieve. Yeah more do more create yes. more and then there's also no slowdown yes because the sun's always out and it's always feels like it's summer so that that artificial type of stimulus yeah. is in your brain but we need to stop at times yes. in order to get further ahead
1: mm-hmm. oh, and I completely agree with that especially because it's like again you know when I moved here in 2011 yeah 2011 so it's been eight years this year you know It was really interesting. It was an interesting adjustment because I moved out here in October, Ah. and you know, back in October, that's like that's like the final countdown. Like,
0: yeah, that's like you do like you know, leaf fires and 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 hay rides and and, like
1: haunted houses. Like, it was you're
0: drinking hot cider and you know, it's things are starting to in the backyard. Exactly,
1: and it was and it was definitely a time where it was like, okay, cool, like. Everyone was starting to kind of like ease into the fall and the end of the year. And I get to L.A. and I'm like, I literally was in a schedule where I was like I had 16 classes and I was in shows and I was working with producers, you know. So it was like that energy doesn't really exist here. So a lot of what I use tarot and crystals for was to self-care because there's Mm -hmm. such an adrenaline Especially when you come to a place like L.A. and you're trying to uh, pursue something, whatever that something is. Everyone, usually that's a transplant here, is trying to chase or pursue something. So uh, a lot of my practice with tarot and with crystals has been reprogramming a lot of those things that when I came out here for years, I was just go, 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 yeah. you know. And then when I hit a brick wall...
0: You hit the brick wall because your adrenals, everything. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Whoa.
1: Oh, yeah. And, you know... If that, you
0: don't stop and rest, oh, no. you'll be forced to stop. Yeah,
1: and then that's because that's what nature does. There is always going to be cycles of time, so whatever those cycles look like for anybody that may be watching, it's like, really mm-hmm. listen to it because there's a lot of things that I feel... Maybe I could have avoided had I just stepped out of my own way, you know, and just like I I have I have a saying. It's like if I had taken many seats, I probably would have been able to not run into some of the the roadblocks that I ran into. But using tarot and crystals to kind of learn, okay, what is grounding? What is that? How do I do that? You know, I don't. So
0: explain a little bit about how you use crystals for that. Well And what kind of crystals do you use and what are your go to's? Yeah,
1: I mean um we don't have all of our crystals here today but No, but know. I mean
0: I'm just saying, you know, just some of them. In okay, general. well I
1: mean let's use Amethyst for example, you know. One of the first crystals that most people come come to because amethyst being a quartz, you know, uh quartz makes up thirty percent of the planetary makeup you know and then the other half well it's silica and then the other half is iron you know Mm -hmm. so those are the two most abundant minerals that we have and they have weight and they have they have um, reverence throughout history as well and a crystal like amethyst when you look at it it's purple it's soothing so for me I would just take an amethyst when I was either in between rehearsals or in between like You know, a show or something like that, and I would sit with an amethyst and I would breathe and I would just concentrate on having the same weight in quality within myself to ground myself Mm. down you know and you can do that of course with amethyst amethyst is kind of high vibrational so it depends on like if you're pisces it's probably gonna shoot you right out of your body but like you know
0: i was like i this is the first time i've heard amethyst for grounding but the metaphor of the weight of it i can understand Yeah, and
1: especially because you know there's still some speculation but the purple in amethyst is iron so it's mm. like it, 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 the the affinity is already there, you know. Um, Amethyst may not, like I said, work for most people. Most people are primarily aware of black tourmaline as a protective and grounding stone. But before I actually came here today, after a yoga session, I did this meditation with onyx, and I've always kind of had an affinity with onyx. And there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Energy and spirit has been giving me a lot of messages for myself around what does mastery look like. I think mm-hmm. a lot of us experience, especially in the metaphysical world, people that are dabblers, but I've always been somebody that if I'm going to do anything, I want to be a master of it. You know what I mean?
0: You want to deep dive into uh, yeah, it. You want to learn Exactly. Yeah. the ins and outs and everything. And
1: and and I want to keep learning and for me, you know, that's not obvious. it's like mastery is like a lifelong journey, you know. Yeah, I mean? I mean
0: nobody. I mean the moment that somebody thinks they're a master, they're 10 steps behind, but you know, like yes. it's getting there cuz there's always more to learn, but that that pursuit of mastery, you're going to learn way more than you could ever. Exactly,
1: and you know, you know, we touched on alchemy, and uh, or you can see it as magic as well too. It depends on your, you know, your frame of reference for either one. But you know, they say there's a saying that a true magician only craves to have power over themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: so for me, when I think of balance and I think of grounding, it's like. It's like getting yourself and saying, "Take a couple seats," because sometimes we don't. We 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 just keep going, going, going. And if there's no one around us that is willing to, you know, get in your face and be like, "You need to calm down," you know what I mean? Then you can just go, go, go. So for me, I I find that that's been one of the best ones. Onyx, obsidian, smoky quartz is like the best. But you I know, like that yeah. phrase:
0: a true magician only wants to have mastery over their self. Yeah. But I mean. It makes makes sense to dabble in that for a yeah, second, oh, yeah, you know, like sure. I just like that, that it, I, that's the first time I've heard that. So it's like, do, 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 do. but it makes, you know, because I think when people really understand the laws of the universe mm-hmm. and the essence of it, you don't you don't want to be muddling in other people's no. energy and karma and, and everything like that. You want to stay true to you and your life and your vibration It doesn't mean that if somebody's seeking help or support that you can't, you know, but then there's a will yeah. that is met. Right. Yeah. You know? And so, but yeah, it makes sense because people that actually know wouldn't want to mess around or control. Anybody.
1: There's a difference between belief and knowing, you yeah. know what I mean? It, uh, one of the old adages of the temples uh, and the mystery schools of old is know thyself, you know what I mean? And that's always been something that was instilled from a young age from, in my life and, and through my studying. Is It's like all the metaphysical stuff we see, the crystals, the tarot, the this, the that, they're all tools to get us to pay attention to what's happening within ourselves. There's mm-hmm. nothing outside there's, it's all within, and I mean, there are things outside, but you like, you know, metaphorically
0: speaking, you know. Yeah. And I think for me. But you change inside. You change exactly. the, the the web and the all the energy on the that's outside. That's the alchemy. But yeah, that's that's that's, the, that's the, the beauty of it. You know, you sit and meditate or ground yourself, and suddenly everything that was obstacles or problems yes. in your life magi- magi- magically are like. Do, do,
1: do, do, they're opportunities they you know, become no, opportunities or, or
0: like they literally shift it's yeah. like you get a phone call from somebody that you just had this this wasn't moving forward or this and yeah. so they call back and they're like actually we can make that happen for you yeah. and it's like you know what changed that
1: you the know? energy shift. yeah it's the energy and it's something that I've noticed especially through this journey it's like I, I believe we're all living the tarot there's a reason why the system is so um, powerful and it and and, it, and it, it jumps through ages and it continues to grow and to evolve. I mean at one point there was one tarot deck and now there's Thousands, hundreds of thousands, you know, yeah. in the span of what? Like maybe 500, 600 years? So it's but a,
0: with the same minor and major archaic, with, with the so same it,
1: archetypes. Yeah. yeah, the archetypes say the same. And for me, you know, as a Sagittarius, my card is the Temperance card. And mm-hmm. in some decks, the first deck that I read with was Alistair Crawley, uh, Tarot of the Thoth, of the Thoth Tarot, which is like a very... Very heavily esoteric mm-hmm. deck, which looking back at it at 13, there's a reason why I kind of had to sit it down because it was like it was almost o- too much. It was an overload. I don't think I was prepared at the time for it. But in traditional, you know, tarot decks, it's called The Temperance. But in that deck, it was called Art. And it was this image of this this being mixing fire and water and creating all these, you know, creating alchemy with all these different things. And that's been a lot of how I approach my metaphysics is tempering my expectations with my results, tempering how much I give, you know, because a lot of the times in this metaphysical community, a lot of us. And I think it's becoming a conversation now. We tend to just give, 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 give and be, try to be of service yeah. so much that we're, like, drained because we've just given so much of ourselves or our magic or our, our energy to other people. And for me, that was learning how to temper that, how much to give and how much to conceal.
0: Conceal, you know? and then also being in that balance. i think mean, that yes. a lot of healers and people. They give, but they don't know how to receive. Yes. You know? Yes. And so it's if, you, if you're... Constant output, no input. Yeah. It's just no not tank, balanced. No, no tinkets full. Yeah. You know?
1: yeah, it's just not balanced. And I think that's one of the things, you know, you know, I'm not one of the I don't consider myself to be like one of the like like light and fluffy spiritualists. I keep it real. <laughs> you know what I mean? I tend to be very I like, appreciate that. You know, I you know I some it. some people,
0: you know, it's just like but, you know, everybody is wherever they are yeah. in their journey. Yeah, but absolutely. when people are like everything namaste everything's perfect it's oh, like you're, we you're, just you're, you're, don't you're, live in that but world uh, but it's like no not everything's perfect yeah. you know and it's okay <laughs> and it's you okay know, you know yeah. and we're still evolving yeah. and even saints and gurus and masters and they all have their own yes. they, they're they going through their own dharma too you know they have yeah. their own journey yeah and it, I think that that's something
1: that's one of the things that you know I wanted I, I planned I strategically planned with expressive earth uh you know, creating that was to kind of rewrite some of the narratives around what spirituality looks like because you can be a spiritualist and a musician and someone who keeps it real and, you know, like, you can do all of those things and have a form of expression and we still all share the same earth. You know what I mean? We still all source from the same materials.
0: So is that why you came up with your, uh, you know, kind of company name?
1: Yeah, Um, because it was like, Originally it was specifically crystals and it was expressive earth and the tag was like, the earth laughs in crystals and I was like, nah. You know what (laughs) I mean? So instead, expressive earth is, for me, it's, Uh, My name is Elijah Dimitri, and Dimitri comes from, you know, uh, the Greek goddess Demeter, which is attributed, of course, to Isis of the Egyptian uh, pantheon as well. But those are both goddesses of the earth. Mm. And not until later in my life did I realize Elijah was an adaptation of the name uh, for the Archangel Sandal fund, which was the guardian of the earth. So I was like, I have all of this, like, I mean, like, no wonder my mom named me, like, literally, my name means prophet Elijah, but prophet earth goddess is what the translation of my name was. So I was like, I guess I'll just use it. They both start with E's, and my name starts with an E. I so, love that. You know, I didn't, I didn't even, just, you
0: know, learning this. And, and this that's what beautiful. I meant,
1: though, th- about correspondence, about archetypes. There, if, if there's a, I have a, I have a mentor by the name of Maladoma Patricio May and he's like a very renowned author um, and he talks a lot about, you know, the power of the name and mm-hmm. we when we are named whatever we come into this planet with, that's the energy that we're going to be working with, you know. So yeah. that's something I tell people especially in my readings, pay attention to the power of your name. I have them say their name 3 times. Before we start, just so they can tap into it, because I think a lot of the times, people just like, oh, my name's my name's Thomas, or my name is, you know, Zach, or whatever. But it's like, what what is the energy behind that? What's the story behind yeah. that too? So it's about working with what you have. So that's how I came up with the name, because it like I'm a theater kid, I'm expressive. My name has a bunch of earth influences, so it's like, great, expressive earth. (laughs) And so
0: so let's talk a little bit about getting you going into making your products here. And, like, so what is this exactly?
1: So Spirit Water is kind of my take on, um, you know, in a lot of traditional African spiritual systems, there is products used called um, Florida Water, Aqua de Florida, um, which is a— alcohol-based substance that was originally created in the 1800s and it was launched around the same time slavery was abolished. So a lot of African spiritualists, be they practitioners, uh, practitioners, sorry, <laughs> of Ifa, Santeria, you know, Kandobe, Palomayombe, you know, Vodun, any of those systems, they use uh, Agua de Florida. But for me, you know, I, I it, it's something that just came to me. I, I don't, I don't. Consider myself a practitioner of those systems, although there are influences in my spiritual practice. And I wanted to create something that I felt good using in my practice, just because uh, even though the story and the legacy of that product works for people, it just didn't resonate with me. And as you as you can tell, like I'm very much so. I like to create my own systems and yeah. and base them off of. Systems that are tried and true. So I created um, my spirit water, and, and it's used practically in the same way. But of course, you mean like if you're if you're working in a system where you your spirit's like a certain thing, give them what they want. You know yeah. what I mean? Give them give them that. But and, and this this was just something that came to me, and it was uh, I I've had a lot of um, I have a lot of love for perfume and perfumery and i have a theory that i was a perfumer in a past <laughs> life and it was something that came to me in a meditation
0: and yeah. and what i like about these is they're all natural Yeah. Versus, versus a lot of you know especially i've been you know i'm obsessed with health yeah. and well-being that's like my like my down the rabbit hole at night yeah. sometimes but You know, uh, a lot of the the Florida water, for instance, I mean, as great as it is, and I feel the power of it, um, you know, it's a whole bunch of different fragrances, which are chemicals and everything isn't natural. And even though it has a good smell to it, and even though the different fragrances and things do have a spiritual property to it, it's for all intents and purposes, toxic. Right, and so that's so that's what I like about you're using essential oils. You're using pure substances that could be eaten if you wanted to, but I mean like, but don't you, eat do, it. you don't, <laughs> yeah, like don't. But I mean like, it's not like it's 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 not toxic if it gets in your yeah. pores and your skin. Yeah. And like, there's a tradition more in like the South American shamans yes. that uh, use Florida water yes. to actually put in their mouth and spit yes. over you to clear your auric energy field. Yes. And I always think about like you know, and I've done that so sometimes it's
1: a yeah, and well, it, yeah.
0: but it's like it's like all of these t- so like this could be this better thing if even though it's it's in your system and you're not swallowing it but it, it doesn't matter if it gets absorbed yes
1: right and then that's one of the things you know you touched on again you know uh, uh, this is something that you'll see more of in the future with expressive earth my whole thing isn't necessarily I just want to create products so people can buy them it's like my goal with expressive earth is to make it a product and make products and things that are beneficial to use in people's spiritual practices. But eventually the team, the, the goal is to team up with organizations and foundations and charities that everything goes back to the earth, you know, in some way, form or another. Because for me, you know, maybe it's just because I'm one of those people that, I, I, like I said, I like to know the ins and outs, but it's like, I'm, I'm not personally going to be born Floored water into my mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just not going to happen for me. And that's okay. you got to work with what you have. But I was like, if this is something that I wanted to do, I wanted to make it something that I knew I could use in my practice that would be clean through and through. So yeah. the glass bottles are reusable. You can reuse everything, you know. Yeah. So that's that's um, that was definitely a part of it
0: as well. I love it. And, and th-
1: same with my candles, too. Yeah,
0: so talk a little bit about your candles. We don't have them here. Yeah, but, we don't have them
1: here today, but... Um, uh,
0: I know we're... We're currently in Mercury Retrograde. Maybe by the time people hear this, we're out of it, but we have it so often that we'll be in Mercury Retrograde at some point again when other people (laughs) are watching this. So, (laughs) but you have the Mercury Retrograde candle. What's the thought process behind that? Well, I,
1: I was born on Mercury Retrograde. Um... Again, know, know yourself, get your chart. Your astrology will tell you everything that you are here working with for the most part, aside from like the numerology and all the other, you know, esoteric more so things. But I was born during Mercury retrograde. And I know that Mercury retrograde has a connotation of like, oh, here it comes. It's going to mess up everything, my phone, my computer, like all this, you know. And for me... Mercury retrogrades have always been a time where I usually like whip my best work you know what I mean me too you know know.
0: that's it and that's the interesting thing I was like I was just saying to Ellie the other day I was like I like Mercury retrogrades. I was like, I get the stuff done that I've been putting off yeah. for God knows how yeah. long. And and you know, the other day we we're in the office, and I was going through all the stuff, checking off all these things, mailing out things, taking care of like old like paperwork and everything that. Yeah. Literally, you know, and she's like, "You're in, you're like on the go go," and I was like, "It's Mercury retrograde." Every time this Mercury retrograde place gets cleaned inside and out, it's like fall yes. cleaning, you know. And I don't and know for
1: me, I don't know. For me, it's always been a very regenerative. Time. It may it kind of feels like, especially because, you know, Mercury is a planet of like communication and commerce and 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 travel to a certain degree too and technology. And for me, it's always been like, okay, how can I learn more about those aspects? Does that mean I have to reevaluate the way that I'm communicating. Does that mean that I have to tie up any loose ends, you know, that maybe I'm just letting kind of like float around. You know, there was there's just certain things like that. And this candle was brought up because, you know, I created this candle. Um I wanted to create candles and I have more than my Mercury retrograde candles. But I'm just saying that one You know this one this is the last Mercury retrograde we're having of this decade. So, you know, so I wanted to have something kind of like where people could set strong intentions with, OK, these are the things that I want to reevaluate. These are the ways that I want to communicate. These, this is how I want to communicate. You know, what, what are the things that you want to push forward? How can you get Mercury energy in your life, especially because mercury, as the actual element of mercury, is very fluid and mm-hmm. malleable. It's not something that's like fixed in this detrimental place. It's like it things shift and change very quickly. So how can you kind of capitalize on that energy using ah, the love like correspondence? That. That's why they're orange. You know, because the color, esoterically, of mercury is orange. So, you know, I, I, there's been a lot of thought to go into them. And all my candles, again, like the spirit waters, they're made with Natural um, ingredients. The waxes are a coconut blend that is all natural, and coconuts are so sustainable. You know, mm-hmm. they grow so quickly, and the the wax and the meat and the the water. There's so many things that we can get from them. And again, a lot of my practice is um, heavily influenced by traditional African or African American practices, and coconuts are like. Pervasive for prosperity and cleansing, and and all of all of the good yeah. things you can think of that come with the color frequency of white purity light yeah. uh, connection. That I wanted to put that in the candles as well, and it burns clean, and they don't give me headaches because <laughs> paraffin wax candles tend to give me headaches. So and I wanted to create I wanted to create stuff that I would use. You know, that's always been a thing. I'm a big proponent of if I would use it then I would create it. If I would buy it myself, then it's something that I think that I could probably... Do myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so that brings yeah. me to like, where can people buy stuff or find you and different things like that?
1: Yeah. Well, you can find these babies here, the Spirit Waters. You can find these right now on my website, expressiveearth.com. Um, you can find them on there, or you can find them here at Liberate. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, I have them only here exclusively right now in stores. Um, as far and as that's
0: at Emporium in Hollywood. At Emporium
1: and them. in Hollywood. Yeah. So if you're not in Hollywood, go to the Emporium location. Let's um, and then my candles right now are uh, going to be on my website at www.expressiveearth.com. Don't do too many W's. You yeah, guys Yeah, i you know.
0: I always <laughs> find it. I always, I always laugh at it. I I, have to say, like, do, do people always, you know, it's it's interesting because most of the time people have skipped doing the WW. They just do blah, 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 dot com. You because, never know. Because you don't have to type it in anymore. <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah. have to type in the www Yeah, I guess so. But it, once upon a time, you had to type in the Ww or you couldn't find the url yeah so. that's
1: true so yeah so you can find me there or you can find me on um instagram that's where i do my most stuff uh at expressive earth so yeah
0: awesome thank you if you yeah. had to share one last thing with anybody what would it be oh wow um
1: ooh, this is a big one
0: sky is the limit um, answer the questions <laughs> of the universe why are we here
1: no. <laughs> yeah why are we here um no i would just say uh Take your time, like, with whatever it is that you're doing. You know, work smart. Working hard is important, too, but working smart, because not everything you're going to do is going to work. Sometimes things just don't work out. And not everything you do, you're going to do, like, the person next to you. What they can do, they can do. What you can do is what you can do. Um, I would just say, in your spiritual practice, if you're learning tarot, Um, feel free to contact me for information on that as I teach as well, but you know, take your time, there's no rush, there's nothing saying that you have to learn this incredibly old system in like a day, like that's not gonna happen. I mean, I've been reading tarot now for 13 years and I'm still learning, I'm still studying, I'm still reading a lot and reading is fundamental in the days of old, in the mystery schools, it wasn't something that you could just go take a course and be certified in, it's like, intense reading. (laughs) It's almost like being a metaphysician is almost like being a law student. And the original law students were metaphysicians. So it's like, (laughs) you're going to be reading a lot of books. So I would (laughs) leave you with pick up a book.
0: (laughs) Read, like in the old days. And if you don't want to read audible or yeah, uh, audible, audio. yeah, yeah. Find, find a uh, way or you know if you're in LA there's a cool thing like on uh, it's like hoopla if you have a library card I feel like I'm like doing shameless plugs here but if you have a, your library card uh, you can uh, get free download audible um, mm. books from the library and you get I think you get 15 a month oh wow so um, that and they have so many different selections there and it, if you really want to cheat the system you can get the LA library card then you can you get Santa Monica and then, and then you have Pasadena one and then you have like 30 or 45 downloads a month because each yeah. library card has a different number on it and so you get different downloads Yeah, but yeah so I mean you can get it free so you can teach yourself for free yeah or, or come
1: point. to places like Liberate that
0: offer oh yeah we do classes here too. <laughs> offer know, classes. As, as, I'm, as I'm pimping out the library <laughs> but I, mean, I feel like, like people need like reading yeah. again instead of like just over consumption of mindless social media it's like where do we like learn grow
1: expand oh that's something you know i know that we said we're gonna wrap up but it's what happens (laughs) (laughs) It's what happens we get a libra and sagittarius and say we will talk um you know it's 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 there's nothing that can to me that can beat like a book yeah you know what i mean i can take it with me wherever i go like if the if the power goes out great i still got a book if my phone dies great you know there's those things and i would just say a lot it's like just pay attention listen to yourself and allow yourself to kind of allow your higher self to inform your process because like i said there's a, not everyone's going to be a tarot reader that's yeah. just, that's just what it is not everyone's meant to that doesn't mean that not everyone can you can do it for yourself but don't there's there's no pressure into being something in metaphysics and i think a lot of the times that happens, especially in LA, people are this they're that and they're this or they're that. You're a person before you're all of those things.
0: You know, and we're I mean? all just on a journey. We're like all I, on a I, journey. Li- I like what you were saying on your closing points that's now longer closing points because no, we're whatever. still we're going, going. it. Uh, but now, you're, <laughs> good. you're good. We don't know at it. But the the aspect of there is no rush. No. Like we're in whatever this is. There is no race. This is your life. Yes. Like and You know, people feel like they need to get wherever they're going. Where you're going is right now. Yeah, what is this? Like, What does that mean? And every expert was once a beginner. Everybody needs to take those steps. And there's nothing wrong with not knowing. When you stop worrying about what everybody thinks or needing to judge yourself and just be present. Because at the end of the day, when you actually realize like the most valuable aspect was those learnings, like when you were lighting up about when you first started learning from the crystals from the lady and working there, like that was part that was that not knowing novice energy created this beautiful memory in these times and these aspects of you. And you had to be at that space and you had to be at that time in order to create Yes. That experience.
1: Yes. And it was, it was a, like I was thrown into the the lion's den in a way. It's like this person, they sold, of course, tumbled stuff, but they were selling, like, huge pieces to NASA scientists and stuff. So it was like I would come into work and have to, like, scrub the inside of this giant amethyst or citrine cave. And I would be like, in, I like crystals. And from that moment, you know, since then, that was 2012, <laughs> I worked at six different crystal shops so crystals kind of really like they kind of took over my life for a split second but it was the best thing and i've learned so much and it led me to you and it led me here and now here we are so here we
0: are
1: well thank you elijah it's such a pleasure thank
0: you yeah it's always a pleasure it's fun until next time bye guys see you (laughs) if you enjoyed this conversation like it subscribe and share it with your friends if you want some more amazing resources on your path of liberation, head over to liberateyourself.com and sign up for our mailing list. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, at Liberate Hollywood, all one word, or Liberate Emporium, all one word. Until next time, liberate yourself.